Pokemon news and views this side of Twist Mountain. I'm Josh. And I'm Sam. For today's broadcast, we're going to be bringing you the latest Pokemon news. We're going to be going over some fan mail that we've gotten in the past. We'll be checking in with the voltage meter. And for our special main topic, we're going to be catching up on the Pokemon events and experiences that we've had since our hiatus last November. So sit back, relax, and give your Radio Rotome what it wants. So, Josh. So, Sam. It has been a long time, and yeah, I think hopefully uh, this will not be the last episode that we will be able to record together before the very awesome thing that is going to be happening for you here. Yes, hopefully it will not yes. be. Yes. So that is going to be something we will talk about here very, very shortly for those of you uh, underground listeners who have been quite patient with us and are now ready to hear some of the awesome things that your Radio Rotome truly loves. Uh, We are going to be changing up some things for this episode here a little. We originally had planned this episode way back in the day, but we decided that we're going to do a special, hey, we're going to talk about all the cool things that have been going on for us since we went off the air for a short while, and we are going to first start that off with our news desk here. And welcome to the news desk, and we have a couple things that are of immediate interest for everybody, because the first thing is our underground announcement, and it is an awesome underground announcement, and I will let Josh explain more on this one. All right, so um, one of your hosts for the podcast is actually an employee now of the Pokemon Company International. Who is it? Um, well, it's me. So, yeah, it's uh, it was a long process. I interviewed a while back. I hadn't really, you know, spread the word too much. I'm sure some people have seen it on Facebook already. But for those that haven't, I applied for a position with the Pokemon Company International working with the Organized Play Department. And I start officially on February 9th. Like a boss. So, yeah. Um, we Sam and I have talked a little bit about my participation with the podcast. We're hoping that even though I am an employee, I will still be able to help out as much as possible. But, yeah, I, I have a job with Pokemon. Living the dream. And Yeah, I, I talked about having a job with Pokemon with some many people i'm sure you and i have talked about it how i would i would have been a janitor Uh uh-huh just to work at the pokemon company and now you're like actual organized play like representative now yeah Yeah, it's it's legit yes so for those of you that do go to any of the big tournaments regionals nationals worlds anything like that make sure you get a hold of me on Facebook before you go to any of those tournaments that I can let you know if I'm going to be there, meet up with you. I know I'm going to be at Nats and Worlds every single year from here until the end of time. Nice. But for any of the local stuff, obviously I'm going to try to hit up uh, Milwaukee every year, be the guy that goes and supports that so that I can you know see you guys. But oh, yeah. yeah, for anybody else, let me know. I'll see what I can do to get out near your neck of the woods. 
awesome. Well, God, best of luck to you. That is like a dream job that you've got going on there. It really is. I mean, I'm, I'm basically working with every league around the country. Like I'm going to be supporting what you and I both have done for the past umpteen years. It feels like, yep. So yeah, it's going to be incredible and amazing and awesome. And I'm probably going to cry myself to sleep every single night out of (laughs) pure joy and just happiness. That's, that's really cool. I, I am envious and, you know, really best of luck to you out there. I've, you know, you're going to be living in Seattle. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be working at the Pokemon Company, you know, helping every one of us here out. It's going to be such an amazing thing for you. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I'm going to go to work and never go to work. Yeah. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have some slightly less awesome news, but no less important. Uh, the first one is that uh, for all of you who did pre-order Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, or really just got Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, you didn't need to pre-order it. Uh, the event for the Shiny Beldum is over. So, womp, womp, womp. Yep. So for those of you who did get it, we have it right here. Or for those of you who got one and just a mere month beforehand bred one up and you're just like, well, okay, I suppose this works. You know, there's that. And, you know, best of luck to you in the future for those of you who missed it. Um, I know I have two. I Now I have three, I guess. So uh, if anybody really needs one, I can't guarantee anything special, but I can maybe part with one. So... Uh, We also had some information on the starters from Gen 5. Yes. Which have, up to this point, I think been the only ones that you can't get the hidden abilities for any of them for. Because they released the hidden ability for Torchic. I don't think they released it for Swampert or Sceptile yet, have they? Um, yeah, I guess they haven't. So yeah, so we've kind of hit a lot of the bases all over the place for them, but we're still we still missed out on uh, Superior, Embor, and Samurott. But now we're gonna get them. Yay. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, the first one is obviously going to be the Superior. Superior is cool. Uh, he is superior to the others if you ask me (laughs) he's a grass snake with attitude you can't go wrong exactly (laughs) and the way you can get him is you enter in a code by entering in the password pokemon 497 to uh unlock it via a code not by the Uh, connection through the wireless or the Wi-Fi. So you can't get it by going to GameStop or anything, but you can get it this way. And then we will also have uh, the Embor, which will be unlocked by the password Pokemon 500, and the Samurott, which will be unlocked by the password Pokemon 503. And then that is all that we will be having for news here. We will move on to the next segment, which I am very glad to say that we will be checking in on the main topic of awesome. Also, 
a mildly unforgivable amount of time that Josh and I have even shared our experiences. Seriously, the last time we talked, it wasn't even about Pokemon. Makes me sad, Sam. I know, right? So we're going to fix that by talking about all of our Pokemon stuff and kind of catching up because we have had a time. (laughs) So... Yes. (laughs) So, Josh, uh, what are some of the things that you have been up to? Well, sadly, I haven't been up to as much as I wish I could have been. Okay. Uh, When I had actually applied for the Pokemon position, I had applied for a job with AT&T as well. And I think we talked a little bit about this. I was working there, so I just, I've been working every single league night. Oh, no. So I haven't been able to go to league. Um, My last day with AT&T is this coming Thursday, so I'll know that I'll get to go next Friday. Because my league night at Funtabulous has moved to Friday nights now. So I will at least get to go one more time before the big move. But, yeah, so my league has been completely non-existent. So my league leaders have been running the show and slowly working their way into just taking everything over. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess really the only Pokemon stuff I've been doing, which this is really sad, is Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Okay. So Well, that's important, uh, too. It is is very important stuff. Don't get me (laughs) wrong. Um. So my Sapphire, yeah, Sapphire was the one that I started with, um, ran through that game as fast and as hard as I could, just because that's what I always do with my first playthroughs. Mm-hmm. Um, caught my, or not caught, but was given a Swampert, well, Mudkip, but you know what I mean, oh, yeah. at the beginning of the game, and his nickname for the duration was, I'm a punch you. <laughs> just one word, I-M-A-U-N-C-H-U, I'm a punch you because that's what he do oh yeah so yeah um memories honestly like that was the best part of the game game itself is amazing but i hadn't played this game in so long it just felt so good to go back and to listen to trumpets (laughs) while playing pokemon but, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, the first playthrough, like I said, I, I really just, I blew through it as fast as I could. I skipped things. I didn't even know that you could get uh, Spiritomb early in the game because I just totally bypassed the ship. Like, I, I just didn't do a lot. Yeah. So then on my second playthrough, on my Ruby playthrough, I've been spending a lot more time. I'm actually not even done with it because I've been distracted with babies and new job and packing and, well, destiny a little bit as well which Mm -hmm. i know i shouldn't talk about that that's almost swearing on our podcast (laughs) but um yeah so i've had some distractions but on that game i really like i wanted to focus on doing it right so i bred up a team in my other game so um i actually i think i'm using my shiny metagross i i ended up getting a shiny beldum um that had pretty decent stats i got adamant nature I think its attack was 21 and everything else was 27 plus. Nice. So, yeah, the attack isn't perfect, but I figured, you know, for just a an event Pokemon, it's good enough for me. I won't be using him competitively. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, then I bred myself a Gallade. The team that I built, by the way, they're all new Megas because I just had to have all new Megas. You have to. Yeah, I did, because I wanted to test some of them, because there's some pretty cool stuff going on right now with the new Megas. And I'm kicking myself, but playthrough-wise, Slowbro probably isn't the best decision. He's more competitive, but yeah, uh, yeah, so I've got my Metagross with his Megastone, and built a Gallade, because Mega Gallade just looks cool. Yeah, he does. The, like, wing cape action he's got going on and everything. It's just, he's he's legit. <laughs> and then um, I bred up my Salamence because everybody needs a Crescent every once in a while. Yep. And that he just makes me hungry, so I bred one. <laughs> and then I did a Pidgeot for Kent. Actually, it was for me, but I got to throw Kent's name out there because Kent's awesome. Kent is awesome. 
So yeah, bred my Pidgeot, and I actually I don't think I've even Mega evolved him once in the game because I always bring him in later in a fight after something else is Megaed. I oh. should fix that. You should fix that. I need to fix that because Mega Pidgeot is just beautiful. Yeah, he is. And then the last one that I bred for the playthrough because you know I had to have an HM slave going on in there um, was my Bunnery. Oh, and Mega Lopunny is pretty sweet i forgot that lopany had a mega evolution it's really cool i like having drain punch on it it's it's damage isn't as good as some of the other megas but it's speed plus it's attack power they're pretty solid and drain punch is just awesome all the time especially um with jeez it's been a long time since i've even used that thing um scrappy right yep yeah. Yeah, so throw some Scrappy on there. You're punching Sableye and Spiritomb for super effective damage, gaining all that health back. Oh, yeah. And then all of the elemental punches ever just kind of round everything out for it. So Exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, that's that was my team for Ruby. So that's what I've been doing in that. Um, TCG-wise, I... Haven't like I said, I haven't been going to league, so I haven't been playing that much. Um, I did find out that one of my coworkers is a TCGer, so I brought my cards to work a couple times, and on lunch break we've had a couple battles, and I feel a little bit bad for what I've done to him, but you know that's what happens when you got Don fan wrecking all over the place. Oh yeah. But um, let's see. Outside of that, I mean aside from just the interviewing and everything that has been going on with Pokemon, I think that's pretty much it, sadly. Though, to be fair, you've been having... You've been riding a pretty awesome wave of awesome in life in general so far, so... Yeah, yeah. I I can I can agree with that. I oh, can yeah. definitely get on board with that. Yes. So... But yeah, I guess Pokemon wise, that I mean, this is a short main topic because of me. So <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna pass it off. So okay. Sam, what well, have you been up to? I've been up to a lot. It has unfortunately not involved me playing a whole lot though, because I've been in this weird transitionary phase. I don't even know if that's a word, but I'm making that word. I like it. So. <laughs> Uh, it's been a weird phase for me because I've been doing a lot of stuff related to organizing events. I got the leagues officially started and they're, the ball is rolling anyway. Uh, we'll see how far it rolls for both Grand Forks and Bismarck. Uh, Kent's set up in Minot, so we now have leagues stretching from like one end of the state to roughly the middle-ish of the state, so... You know, that's good. We've got our yeah, own... Uh, is there anything farther west of the middle of the state? Nope. So let's just call it across the whole state. Let's I just, think you got it, Sam. I think so. So, we've got that going on, and we've been slowly getting ourselves set up. Uh, Fargo is still undeniably the center, like the Pokemon mecca of the entire area here. And... We have been doing a lot of really awesome stuff with Pokemon. I've been talking to the card store owners, and we've been kind of getting set up for possibly expanding our tournaments uh, here in general. Um, None of us are PTOs yet, and the PTOs have been uh, just out and about, and I think the closest closest ones are still in Minnesota, so... um, I mean, they're close, but not quite close enough that they can trek out to Fargo here every now and then. But we have been uh, trying to look into setting up our, not our pre-release events, because we can't do that, but we've been looking into setting up unofficial release-of-set tournaments, where everybody will pay in a certain amount of money, get a certain amount of packs back, and we all have collectively enough energy so that no one will ever run out and then make 40-card decks based on what random stuff they pulled in their packs, and kind of go from there just to celebrate the start of the set. I like the sound of that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I had a small little 
chuckle earlier. I just I had to laugh that you said that Fargo was like the central, like the mecca for anything. <laughs> so uh, I'm I I know that it's true. It is because Fargo is Pokemon up there. Mm-hmm. But I just I couldn't help but chuckle a little bit at Fargo being mecca. <laughs> so that's what we've been doing for. Uh, just straight tournaments and everything, and we've been getting some other things set up. We were all approved to hold our league challenges and our premier challenges again, so I'll be getting those set up. Uh, We've also been setting up a new uh, draft tournament that I believe I told you guys about on uh, a couple of episodes past, and the winner of the trial tournament that we ran was Kevin. Uh, He did particularly well. I choked in the semifinals, but I did make the top four, so uh, that was good. I This time around, we had 12 people, which were all picking 10 Pokemon, so we had to choose 120 Pokemon, with all 12 of us there in a single night. Oh my gosh. And it actually ran a whole lot more efficiently than you would think. I think we all got done in about an hour, so... Wow. It worked out that pretty well. That is impressive. Well. So, and all of us chose one Pokemon that nobody else could choose ever. So, as soon as the first person rattled off Kangaskhan, nobody could choose Kangaskhan from that moment on. So, that person will run the only Kangaskhan in this entire tournament. So, that'll be fun. Uh, That person is... Darren. Not a nice person. (laughs) I'm not terribly worried about that Kangaskhan. I, good. I will break it. Yes, but what about the baby that comes and attacks after Mama goes down? I will falcon punch it and call it good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there were a lot of people who chose a lot of interesting things. There were a couple people that I f- expected to choose some things, and there were a couple people that I expected them to pick things that they never did. Uh, I was surprised to see that nobody chose Ampharos. Uh, nobody chose Kling Clang, which was another thing that I was kind of looking at. Maybe somebody would want to run like a plus and minus sort of thing going on. Uh, mm-hmm. And there were a, every single starter from Gen 1, Gen 2, and Gen 3 was chosen. So we had all of those. So somebody chose for Alligator, somebody chose Sept... Or... No, nobody chose Meganium. Shoot. So... We we didn't have a full set from Gen 2, but we did have the Feraligator chosen, and we had the Typhlosion. Nobody wanted the Meganium. So. Mm-hmm. But, but it's a beefcake. He is, but, you know, Megan- nobody chose. Anyway, uh, I chose Dragonite. I also chose Persian, which the people who have been to League from a few years ago remember that Persian with some sometimes fond, sometimes... Uh, not so fond memories. They just shuddered in fear. <laughs> I also chose a meow stick. There were many a collective groan from that one when I chose the meow stick. Like there were some people who were just not happy with me. Um, I didn't choose Metagross this time. Somebody got to him before me, but I did get Ferrothorn. I got Dragonite. Um, I also got. Uh, Togekiss and Rotom, which Rotom was an excellent choice. I lucked out and got the third pick. So behind Kangaskhan, which was first, Pidgeot, which was second, I got Rotom. And the nice thing about it was this time around, everybody could choose a form of Rotom. Like that was an option. So you could choose, I'm going to choose Rotom W. Well, you had to have a, you could have the Rotom, but it can only be a wash Rotom. And then it counted for an electric and a water type. This time I got the Rotom, which was electric and ghost, and now I can have it be any form I want. So, this is going to be fun. Hmm. And that, that gives me huge flexibility, because I could theoretically have, like, everybody else is limited to having no more than two Pokemon that share a type. So if they have a Rotom and a 
Gengar, that counts for two ghost types. They can't have a third ghost type. For me, I could have chosen uh, two water type Pokemon and then ran a Wash Rotom and still technically technically have only had two water Pokemon and an electric and ghost type. So I see what you're doing, Sam. You're just cheating the system. <laughs> and I couldn't be more proud. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> It's always a good day when I make you proud of a decision. It really is. And I have another question. Yes. For, or a question for you with this. What round did you get Togekiss in? I got Togekiss in... I bet I can... I think it was round three of choices. And nobody had picked it up until that point. Nope, nobody did. Nobody got it until I got it on my third choice. And, Do people not know things? Well, one guy did actually think about Togekiss, but he wanted one or two other things before then. Like, on his priority list, he put two other Pokemon at a much higher priority level. And I can understand that. Like, one guy probably wanted a Togekiss, but he was just like, well, I could have the Togekiss or I could have a Talonflame. And he went for the Talonflame. And with, you know, good reason. I mean, it's a Talonflame. It is a very good Pokemon, and I'm sure he wanted to choose it just so nobody else would have it. But I definitely got the Togekiss, and as I was just telling Richard before we started recording, Togekiss is going to be a force to be reckoned with, especially Uh for all the people who chose Altaria and Hyde. Uh, no, I got the Hydreigon. Uh, Altaria and Salamence and Garchomp and all the other guys. I mean, I lucked out. I did. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm agreeing with that. I, I think that Togekiss is going to be one of the greatest Pokemon of all with its fairy typing for any kind of competitive use. Yes. So I made sure to get my uh, Dragon Fairy and. Uh, steel combination going there. It wasn't the ideal combination, but that's what I would like to have. And I have a couple other core things that I could do with it, too. I deliberately chose Pokemon that I could be flexible with in this one. Uh, Last time, I chose a lot of really powerful Pokemon that, for the majority of them, could Mega Evolve. I think before Gen... Six Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire came out. Six of the, six out of the ten could Mega Evolve. Post then, we're looking more like eight out of the ten could Mega Evolve. So I chose yeah. a lot of really tough Pokemon. In hindsight, it wasn't quite that great. I mean, it was pretty much just good stuff running around all over the place. But this time around, I could definitely do some things that could cause... A lot of my teams worry, and I've been finding that I like to play that way, so I'm trying to play to my uh, strategic strengths here. So, so no, that'll be fun. Oh, I like it. We'll have uh, three weeks to prepare for that before the first round of battles start, and just due to the amount of people, we can't have 12 weeks of battling, because that's a long time. So we're going to go with seven weeks, and I think we're going to do like a Swiss-style thing before we have the finals, and then go from there. Sounds awesome. Oh yeah, no, it's going to be great. Um, And then for other Pokemon stuff, really it's just been a case of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, just trying to plug away at those. I have been kind of documenting a couple of my experiences and posting them up on the Facebook group. Uh, My favorite one was I deliberately waited to challenge Brawly just so I could get the picture of me super training with him doing the jumping jacks in the background. (laughs) Because that was so cool. That was the perfect photo opportunity. I was just like, no, this has to happen. Oh, wow. (laughs) So I think it was me super training my Ralts with Brawly. And I was just like, this is so cool. And oh my gosh, that's amazing. I also took a picture of one of the ninja boys who was just hanging out behind his little wooden tree planks, and I just looked at it, and I think I wrote the caption, uh, "Either this is either the worst disguise or the best distraction of all time, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I lined it up perfectly, too. I'd, 
I backed my character up and I kind of angled her so that she was looking right at the guy, just like, what is this? <laughs> and what are you doing? <laughs> so, and I also had some nice, well, it was sort of nice, sort of not so nice nostalgia when it came to uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I appreciated some of the stuff that went on. I really liked the expanded storyline stuff. Um, I started out with um, with Sapphire, and I couldn't be happier with how Team Aqua has been playing out with this. Team Aqua is so ridiculous. I, I'm just... Oh, these guys. They are... They are some kind of just amazing people. They are. They are characters I can seriously like, relate to. Like, I want to hug some of those people. So. (laughs) And there have been some things that have been all too familiar to me that have made my uh, heart rate go up a little. Like, the whole thing with the route from, um, I think it's Mauville to Fortree City, that was a long and arduous process, and I remembered it from the time that I played it on the Advance. I was just like, oh, I'm not happy with this. And then there was the whole thing with the bicycling route, and then the route that you have to walk through. And I kept running into those stupid shroomish all the time! <laughs> so... <laughs> I've got a little PTSD about that whole part of Hoenn. Like, no, no, no place else gave me this much trouble. It was just those two routes that... Mm, I, I don't like it, but... But yeah. otherwise, everything has been great. It has been a beautiful, fantastic return to the Pokemon universe for me, and I really do like it. Good. Yes. That makes me happy. <laughs> and, yeah, it was it was nice. I did play quite a bit of it. I haven't gotten quite as far as I would have liked in the game so far, but... I've also been busy with a lot of other stuff. Uh, a couple friends got me playing Destiny. Again, yes, it is as bad as swearing on this podcast for me to be talking about it, so we're just going to go from there. Uh, I've been busy with a couple with my other jobs here. Uh, I've, I've been just kind of doing some stuff there. Uh, and then, of course, there's just all the Pokemon organizational stuff that I've been doing. And we're making progress. I just... You know, I I really need to buckle down and start doing all of the stuff that all the other League players are doing to battle and do all this stuff, along with all of the other organizational stuff that I'm doing, which is almost like another part-time job on top of what I'm doing. So, Mm -hmm. But it's worth it. It is. I've made a lot of people happy, which is better than being terrified, even though terrified is kind of nice sometimes, but... Happy is good. Depends on the individual and the time of day, yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's it's been good. I'm I'm glad that a lot of people are showing up, a lot of new people are showing up, a lot more of a blend of people are showing up. Kids, uh, male and female players, uh, they're all showing up, they all are really excited to do everything, and it has been great. I, you know, for all of the effort that we've been putting into this and some of the hardships that we've been having, I truly could not be happier with how things are going right now. So really that's all you can ask for. It is. That is truly all you can ask for. So, (sighs) so yeah. And then really the last thing is the regionals trip, which I hope to be able to see you out there for, um, Mm -hmm. We're getting people together slowly. I put a cap on being able to pay for the hotel for the trip at February 10th. After that, people kind of have to find their own uh, way out there, their own place to sleep anyway. And uh, we were shooting to stay at the hotel that is connected to the event center there. I Oh, nice. If I remember right, they block off some rooms for it for people mm-hmm. who are staying and playing in the tournament. So... I will be calling them to see if those are still available, and if they are, I can maybe get them at a discounted rate, which would be good. Usually they do help hook you up at least a little bit with stuff like that. Yes. So, we will look into that, hopefully we'll be able to get that, 
and everybody has been really excited, and I need to get a Dialga EX, because I do not have any! I bought three boxes of the last set, and got not a single Dialga. Well, well, we need to work on that one, so... I was so disappointed in myself and in the boxes that I pulled. (laughs) I mean, I got a lot of other cool stuff. I did. I got so much stuff. I am set on VS Seekers and Zerosic and all the staples that I would ever need until the end of time. (laughs) (laughs) But no Dialga EX. So that's the only thing that's missing to make a really nice metal deck short of maybe some of those exciting, exciting... Agron EX in the future. Yeah. So. Alright. But, yeah, that's... That's what I've been doing in Pokemon. And, man, it sounds like we're both kind of riding a pretty awesome time for this. I'm very excited to hear that everything is going as well as it has been for you. And we most definitely need to do more Skype nights in the future, like, on a regular basis, so that we can keep catching up with this. Yeah, we really do. Yeah. Because this lights a fire under my Pokemon self. (laughs) This lights a fire within my Pokemon self. Yes. Yes. You have new mail. And now it is time to check in on Delibird, who is bringing us the last month and a half of mail. Uh, for a couple of these, for one of these letters, rather, it's going to be even more than a month and a half, and I am now just getting back to this guy. And this this is a guy who I've talked to on Twitter a number of times, and he has been a fantastic guy to speak to. So uh, I'm really glad that he wrote me a message here it, and the guy's name is Mikey, and he is from Pokemon Crossroads. Uh, It's a forum that, if you guys haven't visited it, it is a really cool place to go check out a lot of things about Pokemon. They do a lot of uh, columns for one-shot or serial Pokemon comics. They talk about various trading card game cards. They have a a section for pod... uh, it's called Podcast Central, actually, where you can check up on some of the latest updates to several Pokemon podcasts, which they do feature the Underground on, and I do thank them for it. And the uh, Mikey had this to say to us. Hi, Sam. I know we have talked a few times on Twitter about a few things involving Pokemon. Allow me to formally introduce myself as Mikey. I am the one who runs the Twitter account for Pokemon Crossroads and write the Podcast Central column, which we regularly regularly feature your podcast on. I always enjoy listening to your podcast and find the way you run your league incredible. It sounds like you and Atil have a pretty neat system at your league, and it really inspires me to try some of the things with the league I help run. Your 50th episode really opened my eyes when it came to do when it came to things that a league can do, and it is one of my favorites. The reason why I am contacting you today is because our site is going to open up a new section on our site called Comics Central. We have partnered up with some popular webcomic creators to provide them a venue to talk to their fans and discuss in-depth topics concerning their work. I was hoping that you could give us a shout-out on your next podcast and mention our new comics section. It will open October 4th, and to the public, and we would like some help in spreading the word. We will greatly appreciate that. Thank you, and I hope we can work together even more in the future. Mikey. So yes, definitely shout it out, because I have been a visitor to your webcomics section many, 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 many times. And How many, many times? Many times. Oh. <laughs> and, you know... The artists there, the storytellers, are incredible. They really are. There are a lot of very good quality comics on there, and there are some that are even just really just funny and adorable to see, and it is most definitely worth your guys' time, and now that they can actually talk to their fans through Pokemon Crossroads, this is also a 
pretty awesome experience, actually, because there are quite a few of the webcomic creators that I wouldn't mind, you know, sometime in the future saying, hey, how's it going? I really love your work. So, it's really cool. All right. And then we also had one other email, and this is from Jack Brandt. And he says to us, hello, uh, how would you recommend getting into the Pokemon trading card game with high prices of cards, such as N, the Computer Search Ace spec, and Donphan, specifically the Plasma Storm Donphan? I thought that a Night March deck could be a cheap one to buy. I used the deck list provided by PTCG Radio, but then I calculated that it would cost roughly $70, factoring in $15 for a computer search, $4.22 for an N, $2.39 for a Skyla, and $2.59 for a Colorus. Thanks, and I hope you continue to update Jack Brandt. So, my... I have some ideas for this. Uh, Josh, did you have any experiences or uh, life lessons that you've learned from your time in the trading card game that would kind of help answer Jack's question here? Well, for me personally, when I started playing TCG again back, geez, probably about five years ago now, I I started off small. I mean, I didn't start off getting competitive decks and being you know all gung-ho ready to go to tournaments because the game itself yes having a great deck is really really nice but you're not gonna pick up a deck without having played for however long it be and go to a tournament and do really well you need practice you need to understand the game which takes time Mm -hmm. so that's what i did i started off small bought a couple cheap decks would buy packs here and there until i had enough stock to just start trading and that's when I really started getting into the competitive play is when I had enough stuff to get everything that I needed at no cost. Like I got a computer search for, I don't even remember what I traded for it, but I got it right when it came out when it was probably worth a little more than 15 bucks. Yeah. So that's, that's how I did it personally. I mean, everybody's going to be a little bit different, but yeah, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, the way that I started in with it, too, was just, um, I think I bought a couple of the prefabricated decks. I know back in the day, and maybe you can still find them, the Red Genesect box was a great source for just straight material. It was relatively inexpensive, and you could get things in it like N and Skyla and Colrus, and you got about two of them, and uh, you also got a couple of critical items that you would need, like Pokemon Catcher. Those are always nice to have. Uh, So it's a good source of getting material that way, and you really, I mean, just one of them equips you with the supporters that you would need to have a pretty efficient supporter line running for you. Uh, For for the most part, uh, just building up a stock of cards for you to have to work with is pretty... I mean, it's going to happen at any time. Usually there are some places that offer pre-order incentives for people who want to buy an entire box of cards at a time. And uh, especially for the new set, that's always nice because people are always going to be looking to trade cards at the beginning of a new set. And uh, it's always nice to get it there. And it's usually much cheaper than buying all of the packs individually. And there are even some places, like I know Paradox in town here, offers a discount to anybody who buys packs of Pokemon cards during league hours. So that's always an incentive there, too. So kind of shop around and see uh, where it is that you'll be getting the best deals for your money. Uh, And, you know, the boxes, elite trainer boxes too. I mean, those are always good to have as well because you also get some cool little things with it, like the box itself with some card dividers for you to stick your stuff in. It comes with a uh, tournament-ready dice for you to determine uh, randomizing events like coin flips, uh, that sort of thing. And it also comes with other little dice for damage counters. So that's always an option. For... Uh, When it comes to 
the trading of things, I mean, that's always going to be the best possible way for you to get stuff. Trade away things that you don't need for the things that you do. Uh, Then there's always Pokemon League itself. And I say that because not only can you trade with people there, because they'll most likely be bringing their cards with them for the stuff that you'll want to have from them, there is also participating at League, and for the last several seasons, we as the League owners have been giving out promotional material sent out to us by the Pokemon Company in the form of N and Skyla and Colorus and, you know, Pokemon Catcher, now Muscle Bands... So mm-hmm. you can get a, a huge amount of the things that you need just by going to Pokemon League. So yeah. definitely go to Pokemon League. The incentives are way, way, way too huge to ignore. So if, yeah. so if there is one in your area, most definitely go uh, participate, get your battles in. Not only will you get the awesome shiny foil muscle bands or Skylas with the Pokemon League logo stamped on them, you will also have the opportunity to get yourself the cool patches for participating at League that are in the shape of the Hoenn League badges. Yeah, and it's nice because, I mean, going to League, you get a full playset of those cards if you participate enough. Oh, yeah. So, 4N, 4 Skyla, 4 Colorus to run with, you're set for life. Yep. So, yes, definitely, definitely League play. Find a local League. If there isn't one, make one. Oh, yeah. Sam and I did it. (laughs) Yeah, and if you ever need help getting a League set up... Uh, talk to a league owner in your area. I mean, and in your area could mean a good 70 miles away, 100 miles away. You know, get in contact with somebody. You know, they will most likely help you out if you ask for their help. I mean, the league owners here, uh, we are... We get better things by getting more people involved. And the more people we get involved, the better things get. So it's it just makes sense for us to help you out if you are serious about getting a league started. So, yep. All right. Well, I hope that helps you with the building of your deck. Uh, I've, you know, with this new set coming out too, maybe it would be worth your while to look into pre-ordering a box if there is a card store or a place that would be willing to do a pre-order incentive for you. And... Uh, yeah, just keep looking into buying a pack of cards here and there. Uh, definitely look into maybe even pre-ordering or ordering single cards off the internet for uh, Amazon or Troll and Toad or things like that to get uh, to kind of make your money's worth with that. And yeah, just just keep plugging away at it. Uh, it's a little bit of an investment at first, but after that, it becomes so easy. Yeah. And now, like Sam said, we are jumping right over to our voltage meter, which, holy Hannah, we've got some top-of-the-line wattage going on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarcastitron, which Sam and I were just discussing, probably one of the coolest names ever, decided to send us a review, and the title was A Great Show Indeed, and he gave us five stars. Then he says, I don't remember how I discovered this podcast. But that doesn't matter now, because I'm hooked. I'm currently working my way through the back catalog of episodes, and even through the topics that, or, and even though the topics and information are largely outdated by the passage of time, I still enjoy listening to the shows. The hosts know their stuff, and it is a joy to listen to them discuss a franchise they are clearly so passionate about. This show makes the perfect soundtrack to my breeding and battling exploits. Keep up the good work, guys. Thanks, Sarcastitron. That is awesome. I I like Sarcastitron, not just because of his name. Yes. I can just tell he is a good, solid individual. And it's nice to hear that people, I mean, I've done it myself back before I was a, you know, regular host on the show. But it's nice to hear that people still like going back and listening to the old stuff. I know listening to the news is kind of funny. But okay, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but hey, I know Black 2 and White 2 are coming out. I've been aware of that for years. So, um, <laughs> But it's still nice to know that people can go back and listen to the episodes and that the episodes themselves still good, give that you know good quality Pokemon experience. So it's awesome to hear that. Yeah, it's very nice to hear that the stuff, even the original stuff that Natil and I did all those years back, still retains the same level of entertainment value, even over time. That is such a good thing to hear and to know that people experience it. And now it is time for Question of the Week, and we have a couple answers from our episodes long past. Uh, From episode number 83, our question was, what was the most interesting slash unique slash amazing strategy you beheld at Worlds this year? Uh, The first response we had was from Nero Lazy Gaming Nakano, who wrote, Question of the Week answer, the Pachirisu Follow Me strategy was top. Not only was it so unexpected that no one really knew how to deal with it, it actually worked on top of that. It's that type of originality I want to see more of at Worlds instead of the same Tyranitar, Garchomp, and Salamence all the time. (laughs) All of the time. And weren't those the other three Pokemon that actually were in that melee there that half in the Pachirisu is just like, nope, we're gonna grab this guy's, and it was, I think it was Tyranitar, Garchomp, and Salamence. Yep, it was. It was. (laughs) Garchomp was saved by the follow me, and it was beautiful. Yes. My soul rejoices still. (laughs) And our next response, which, very nice to have some TCG responses as well, is Mitch coming in saying size tied together like oh my god semis tied together like nunchucks shall henceforth be known as nunchucks (laughs) (laughs) i don't even know what that means Mitch, but i love you more for it yes We also had some responses from episode number 84, which was, what are your thoughts on the new Pokemon Tekken Fighter arcade game? And Mitch also had a response for this one. I am seriously hyped. Uh, Though I am more hyped it is half Tekken than I am it is half Pokemon, because Arceus knows I enjoy me a great fighting game. Well, you know what? You can't get better than a great fighting game mixed with Pokemon, then. And Pokemon, yes. I know. know. What what more can you ask for, Mitch? Nothing. Nothing. You are (laughs) correct. Alright, our next response was from Brandon Bowden, who says, I watched the preview that was on YouTube that multiple YouTubers were posting, and I feel like it could be really good. It's not just two Pokemon fighting each other, it's actually going into how the Pokemon operate. In the preview, I watched Machamp... Yeah, in the preview I watched, Machamp is just throwing these blazing punches like he would having those forearms, while Lucario is using his auras a lot to combat. Uh, So just by that mechanic, I think it could be really good. I'm really looking forward to seeing the other Pokemon they bring into it. Breloom. Just saying. (laughs) And Nasaniru Konri wrote... Well, at first I was kind of meh about it. Watching Lucario and Machamp fighting didn't catch my interest. What did catch me was that they confirmed that there will be non-fighting types in there, and while I'm not too hyped for the game itself so far, I'm excited for the roster. I'm just gonna wait for confirmed muck and wheezing. It'll happen, I swear. Also, it took them long enough to do something like this. And I can see muck, maybe, because he's got arms. But oh, yeah. What the heck is Weezing going to do? Explode. Just spin in circles, explode, and spit at things? Yes. I mean, it would still be fun. But... <laughs> All right, and then we will bring it over to this week's question, which was, where were you when the Auras dropped? That's the sound that Auras dropping makes. Followed by a cacophony of trumpets. Of course. Of course. That's the only thing that makes sense. So, Sam, where were you? I was at a midnight release event. 
I was what? Yep, I was at the Grant I was at the Westacres Mall release of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. I passed out literally hundreds of flyers to people who were waiting in line. There were a lot of people there. A lot of people seemed really excited about it. Didn't get a huge turnover rate for the flyers that I passed out, but, you know, I did get the information out there. We have had some new people showing up, which is good. I mean, our information is spreading out to other people, which is fantastic. And we didn't have a tournament this time around. Uh, the only tournament stuff we had was actually the finals of the draft tournament uh, that we had where Kevin won. So, I mean, he ended out that night on a high note. Just, hey, I'm going to come here, I'm going to win a tournament, and then I'm going to play Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. So, What more could you ask for? Uh, the follow-up, which was that the day afterwards, we all got together at the West Acres Mall and played Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire from about 10 in the morning until about 6 in the afternoon. That is the only more that you could have asked for. <laughs> so, Josh, where were you? I was also at the midnight release for it. Um, the way that the area works down here is a little odd. I had pre-ordered mine at the mall location. Mm-hmm. And then literally right across the street is a standalone location. So we had to, because the mall couldn't be open at midnight, we had to go to the other location. Okay. So we had two stores worth of pre-orders. And obviously it was on the same night as Smash. So it was just chaos in there. So there were tons. Ton of people, ton of people fighting. A um, lot of people there for Smash that got really excited and really interested about Pokemon just because we were all there. You know, I was wearing my lab coat because <laughs> I was wearing my lab coat. And yeah, so I mean, we looked legit. So a lot of people that were playing Smash were coming over. They're like, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" And then they started talking about Pokemon. We had a couple people actually see if they could pick up the game that night and did and did come to League after that. Nice. But, um, yeah, yeah, midnight release, GameStop, more plaza. This is a wonderful, wonderful time. Oh, yeah. All right. And sadly, I didn't get together with people the next day and play for, like, 26 hours straight. <laughs> it was awesome. And, I mean, honestly, the only way that the awesomeness of Josh could be even slightly eclipsed would be to put him in a lab coat, in which case... <laughs> even more so i i did look like the most legitimate nerd in the universe (laughs) all right so for those of you who also were out at various events or camped out in walmart or whatever it is that you did for omega ruby and alpha sapphire most certainly let us know Uh, You can respond to the question of the week in one of several ways, the first of which is to send us an email to our mailbag at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com. You can also reply to us on Twitter at Radio Rotome, or you can send us a message to Facebook. If you enjoyed today's broadcast, you can find back episodes of The Underground on iTunes or at our website, theundergroundpodcast.wordpress.com. Please subscribe to the show via the iTunes store or directly through the RSS feed on our website. If you like what you hear, leave us a review or rating on iTunes. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, send them with the nearest Ellibird to our mailbag. Or you can just email us at theundergroundmailbag at gmail.com. And if you don't, babies will cry. <laughs> We'd also love to hear your bumpers. Just record an MP3 of yourself telling us that you dig the underground and send it in. We'll play it at the top of the next episode. Please join our discussion over on the D20 Radio Network forums at d20radio.com slash forums. We're also on Twitter at Radio Rotome and on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash the underground podcast. Please join us again next week when we will talk all about plasma badges. So until next time, Pokefans, remember that our secret base is always open to you if you can find it.
The Underground Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0, unported license, and is intended for entertainment and educational purposes only. Pokemon is a registered trademark of Nintendo, Game Freak, 4Kids Entertainment, and Wizards of the Coast. Music used in the show comes courtesy of the OC Remix album, The Missing No Tracks. These songs and thousands more can be found at www.ocremix.org. All original audio, textual, graphical, and video content associated with the Underground Podcast are the sole copyright intellectual property of Natil Erickson and Samuel Ranke in affiliation with the D20 Radio Network.